Amen. Thank you, Lord. All right, I want to start this morning in Ephesians 1, 9 through 11. I think I preached on that verse a couple weeks or sometimes ago, but I never really got to the main to the main point that I was trying to that day, but I'll get it today. So, uh, as he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his kind intention. That's a really good word there. I love that. His kind intention. Everybody say kind intention. That's what the Lord has for us this morning. I don't care who you are. The Lord has some very kind intentions towards you. Don't let the devil or anybody else tell you anything so different. Which he purposed in him with a view to an administration suitable to the fullness of the times. That is, the summing up of all things in Christ, things in heaven and things on the earth in him. And I think I may have shared this, but I'm just going to repeat if I did, I'm repeating, but this is really important. What the Lord wants to do right now is to get us where we are more in sync with what's going on in the heavenly realms than we are in sync with what's going on in the natural realm, the earthly realm. Now, that's really important that we really begin to realize that God's called us to know what's going on in the spiritual realm more than we need to know what's going on in the earthly realm because there is where we need to be getting our information. God wants to download that information to us. He says He wants to sum everything up in Christ, things in heaven and things on earth. In other words, God wants to join earth, the heavenly realm with the earth realm. That's what He's trying to do now. He's trying to bring the two together. And what He's looking for, He's looking for people and He's looking for churches where He can, where he can allow those things to be brought together in some fashion where there's an ability to, to manage those things. Okay, he, God really wants us to be able to take care to take care of His world. God has a world that He wants to release to us, and He's looking for people who can take care of that world on, in in this life. And I think the real key for us right now, today, is we is, is as we were singing that song, uh, we fix our eyes on you, Jesus. Okay, now if you really want to know the, how to overcome all your problems, that's the way to how to overcome all your problems. Is setting your eyes on the Lord Himself. See, the Lord really wants to release into the church a revelation of Christ again. That, that's much greater than what we've been walking in. He wants the Lord to be lifted up because God really wants to reveal to us the kingdom of heaven. And He wants to give the church revelation on, on the kingdom. Okay? That's what He's wanting to do. He's wanting us to see the kingdom. And the kingdom has a king. And you can't separate the king from the kingdom. They're, they're, they go together. And it's really important for us to begin to realize that God wants to begin to reveal himself as king. And he also wants to reveal his kingdom. And what we intend to do is we tend to try to divide those things many times. We, we try to divide the king from the kingdom. And you can't divide them because they go together. Anytime Jesus shows up, his kingdom shows up. Now, that's the truth. This is, this is what he said. He said, he said this is the, his first preachings, Matthew four seventeen. From that time, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In other words, he was saying, I'm here, but my world's here with me. It's right here at hand. My world is right here at hand. And you see what has happened, I believe, with the church and with 
in the way we preach the gospel of the kingdom to people is we don't really let people know the, a big secret. It's probably not the best secret, but it's a pretty, pretty major secret. The secret is this. You can be saved from your sins and go to heaven. And, and the churches can do that. They can, we can tell people how to get saved. But what we don't do is the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We don't tell people about not only can you go to heaven when you die and not go to hell and spend eternity in heaven, but you also can begin to have the kingdom of heaven right now. You have access to that world right now. And the reason we don't tell people that is because we're not doing it. You see, the, of all places on the face of the earth, now here's what you've got to understand. The kingdom of heaven's invisible right now. And it's going to be invisible until we literally go there after, in, in our death or, or the second return of Christ. And it's going to stay invisible. Therefore, there is a visible church. And there are visible Christians that have been placed on the, on the planet where people can see something on these people that lets them know there's something about these people that's not normal. That's how the people in the world who have no ability to see in the spirit realm except maybe demonic stuff, okay? That's the way they're going to know there's something different is because they can see something in their, with their natural eyes that would draw them in. And so the church really doesn't have that atmosphere of heaven. And God really wants to begin to release that atmosphere of heaven to us. Where, we, where people can, there's an atmosphere. Because there's not a bunch of people gathered together like, and there's no atmosphere of those people. There's an atmosphere of heaven that God really wants to release. It's, it's the, it belongs to the church. It belongs to the believers. That's our, our rightful inheritance. So we don't leave people to that when they get saved because we're not, we don't have it ourselves. We're not living in it. Are y'all hearing this? Yeah. And God's calling us into this. He's calling us into this, to the invisible world, to take that invisible world and, for, and giving us the ability to see that invisible world and, and hear that invisible world, feel that invisible world, and then be able to communicate that to the lost people and let them know. If I was, when I, I can just think it back when I was an unsaved person, okay? And if somebody were to come up to me and preach the gospel to me like that, well, I was, I mean, I was, this guy preached the gospel to me for months trying to get me saved. And I had every reason in the world why I didn't want to get saved, but my main reason was I got to give up too much. I had to give up partying and all the other things that I felt was important to me. But they didn't tell me, hey, Byron, you don't have to give up. Listen, what you're going to get out of this deal, it would have immediately pulled me in if it had said, there's an invisible world, there's things in this invisible world that you can jump into that you can begin to access right now. And if I would have saw that and heard that I would have went for it a lot quicker. So that's really what God wants to do. He wants to release this to us. This is not a fairy tale. The Bible's not a fairy tale. The Bible's real. This is the Bible. This is the gospel of the Bible. And, and God really wants to release this to us. So um, I believe the, the Lord is wanting to um, begin to show the believers on this earth his world. That word administration, that he wants us to administrate his world. He's looking for people who can do that. That word means a mode of dealing and an arrangement of affairs. 
Just like in the natural, you have a, a, an administrator in a business who takes care of all the natural affairs of that business. All the, you know, they may not be doing anything like the business produces uh, bolts, but this person who's an administrator has nothing to do with bolts. It's all the business behind the bolts that they take care of to make sure that bolt making is in, in order. And that's really what God wants us to do. He's looking for people who, who can manage His household, His affairs on the earth, and take care of them. But how are we going to manage His affairs when we don't even know what His affairs are except for some vague belief system? You know, the Hebrews 6, 5 talks about people who experience the powers of the age to come. I mean, the Bible just assumes People are experiencing this invisible world. They've experienced the powers of this world. They know about this world. They access this world. They know what's going on in this world. Seeing angels is no big deal to, to the people of the Bible. It's part of their life. It's part of their, 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 the believer's life in the Bible. But you talk about people get squirmy. They want to think you're being ridiculous. So, I mean, the, but the key to all of that, okay, this is how you keep from getting off on this. It's, it's fixing your eyes on the Lord Himself. Okay? And when we set that in our hearts, that we're going to set our eyes on the Lord. Now listen, when I say that, I don't mean that old lying religious spirit that says, uh, Oh, brother, you shouldn't seek the hand of God. You should seek just the face of God. Y'all heard that. I've said this to you. That's a lie from hell. And it really is. You can't take God's hand off of Him. You can't separate His hand from His hand. You just can't separate God. And see, what we have done in the church, we have tried to divide God. He's indivisible. That was one of the things that he said about himself. That he wanted, one of the things he wanted to reveal to Israel is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one God. He's one God. He's not a God that a man could divide. God is not a buffet bar that we can come to church or go anywhere and decide we want this part of Him, that part of Him, but not these other parts. And that's what we've done. We say, uh, people say, you know, don't, don't all be into to the, to the healing or whatever. You know, you're too focused on healing. You're too focused on manifestations. You cannot separate His manifestations from Him. We, we, we've tried to do that in the church and we've gotten an error. Are y'all getting this? God and His manifestations, God and what He does is one. Now, here's the way it works. Jesus, of course, is the most important. Okay? He, there's nothing more important than Him. Period. Okay? So, but here's what Jesus does. Jesus says, healing. Right the second He says healing, guess what's the most important thing? Healing. Why is it the most important thing? Because he said it was. And so we try to say, no, no, he's more important. No, he said, no, me and healing are one. Me and healing, you know, me and health is one. Me and manifestations one. You can't separate me from them. Now, I know that's hard for us with our natural minds to get around this. But what I want us to see, when the Lord says something, at that moment He says it, that's the most important thing. It is as important as Him. Why? Because He says it is. I, this is my best example I got, I can currently give you. If I walked in this door of this church and you said, Byron, we love you, but we don't love Emma Lou. Okay? <laughs> that's it. I'd go, huh? 
<laughs> because if you don't love Emmalou, you don't love me. Because me and Emmalou are the same, as far as I'm concerned. You can't divide me from her. Now, when she gets to be a grown woman, you might tell me she don't love her. And I'm saying, yeah, because she's being bad. You know, I mean, she needs to stand on her own at that point because she's, she's an own independent person. And, you know, people do stuff. But when she's little, me and her are the same. You, you see what I'm saying? And that's the way God is about his stuff. Are y'all getting what I'm saying to you? This is really important. Because if we really want to walk in the kingdom of heaven and really see it, we, we're going to have to get a revelation of the Lord. This is the, what the Lord showed me recently. This, the Lord let me see into the spiritual realm, okay, for a moment. And what I saw is I saw these thoughts of the Lord. And this is really weird because it's sort of hard to explain. You know, Ezekiel saw this wheel in the middle of a wheel. Okay, so that sounds kind of weird, but I'm just giving you... When you see something spiritual, it doesn't always make sense, but you see it in a natural. But I saw this pattern, okay? And it was a pattern of optical-shaped, you know, designs. The best thing I can explain is, you know what a quilt looks like? A homemade quilt that has designs on it, a pattern on it? Well, that's the way this thing had. It had these patterns. It looked like that. They were all optical-shaped, and they were in a row. They were in, like, an order. And the first thing that came to my mind was matrix. Okay, it's like a matrix I was looking at. And, but then I realized these were thoughts coming from God. And they were all coming at the same time. Okay? Every thought was coming at the same time. Because he's not like us that he can just have one thought at a time. He can have multi-thoughts at one time. Right? Because he is God, you know. He's thinking about six billion people at one time. <laughs> six billion thoughts at one time. Wow. Think about it. God gets real big also. Anyway, these thoughts, and I knew what these thoughts were. They were miracles. They were healing. They were the opening of the blind eyes. Okay, they were dead, dead people walking. And it, but, but this is the great thing about it. In those thoughts, I saw this person. And it was the Lord. It was like those thoughts in Him were one. There was no separation from, him, from those. You couldn't separate the thought from Him. Do y'all see what I'm saying to you? There's, there was, there's no separation. So what we had to do, if we're going to really... I don't know why I've gotten so deep into this discussion here. <laughs> if we are going to really be a kingdom of God people, a kingdom of heaven people, we have to realize this kingdom has a king. Okay? There's a king. The king comes with the kingdom. And, and the king... And, and the, and the, and the kingdom comes with, with the king comes with the kingdom, and the kingdom comes with the king. You can't separate them. So, um, you know, this is just this thing this morning um, that the Lord was trying to reveal to us when Sarah said she saw the Lord, and the Lord was was beaten and broken and bleeding. Uh, you know, in other words, the Lord may reveal Himself to you not the way you want or may, the way you would think the Lord would reveal Himself to you. I, you know, man, I just started like, oh man, this is very important that we really hear this because He wants to reveal His kingship to the church. Jesus Christ is Lord. Okay? Because there may come a day, think about it. Think about it. Think about this. This is serious. The Apostle Paul died for one reason. 
Jesus Christ died for a reason. Rome, the Romans got, that's how they got him. Because they said, there is one king. There's one God, there's one king. It's Jesus Christ. Okay? That's what those people preached. They preached in the New Testament, they preached a lordship, a king. They preached a kingdom, and they preached a king. And somewhere in the world, there's going to be a conflict over this king thing. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? There's going to be a fight over it. And I was wondering, Lord, is that what the great falling away is going to be about? For Christians that the Bible talks about? Is that what it's going to be about? Is it going to be about your king, that you're the king? And those people's lives began, began to be threatened because it came down, who's the king? Today it's easy to say that Jesus is king in America. Right? Nobody's after us about that. Nobody wants to kill us about that. They wanted to kill Paul over it. They killed Paul over that whole king thing because he was a threat to the government, to the Roman Empire. They got him before Rome and they realized this guy's a threat because he's talking about this other king and for some reason people listen to him and for some reason people believe it. And that's why he died. That's what a martyr is made of. A martyr is a person who really, who the Lord really is their king. Now, that's sort of a frightening thought to me. I don't know about you, but that concerns me. It concerns me that we're living in a world where there's, a con there's conflict happening, and it's coming our way. And it's not a World War II conflict, like, you know, one, one nation. It's, a, it's a, a conflict of ideology. It's a conflict of, of spiritual things. It's a conflict of, uh, well... The Islam says this. The Christian says that. So really what God wants to do is reveal to the church the invisible realm. Are y'all okay? Yeah. <laughs> I hope you are. I don't know how I got on that. So we have to learn how to administrate, take care of the spiritual realm. We have to learn how. If, if you, this is what I told somebody. You want to see the angelic realm? Put your eyes on Jesus. If, because you see, if you start seeing Him, you are going to see those things. Because guess what? The Bible gave us pictures of Jesus and angels. Why did it give us those pictures? To let us know, hey, wherever He's at, there's angels hanging around. I'm serious now. I'm telling you. If, you, if we really want this, we focus on Him. He's the most important, but at a very given moment, He's saying, oh, I want to reveal angels to you. Guess what became very important at that moment? Because He said, you can't divide my angels from me. We're the same. We're together. We'd all come. So I'm a package deal. I mean, to me, that's good news on, on one level. Let me just read uh, Ephesians 3.20. Gosh, I hope this is okay. Ephesians 3.20. And then we're going to see what the Lord does. Um, so what happens, I believe, with Christians is God moves in strong ways. Okay? This happens in every revival that we've ever seen ever happen in history. 
Okay? Every refreshing that ever happens in history. This is, this is the pattern. This is the pattern of many people's lives sitting in this room right now. God moves in a strong way. Okay? You feel it. You sense it. You get swept into it. It's good. Then God quits moving in a strong way. Where are you at? Okay? Where are you when that happens? All of a sudden, you're not feeling it out here. God's trying to speak something to you. And that's really where the church gets, why, church, why the church loses revivals. Is God moves, and, and I'll be doggone. They're just like people in the world. Christians are. It, God has to, force, has to blow a daggone forceful thing in on them to get them to, to pay attention to the spiritual realm. Now, that is no good administrator. That's no good stewardship of the Spirit of God. That is just not acceptable. Amen. He's saying, listen, I don't always like to blow hard. I do sometimes. But sometimes I like to do other things. I, don't like, I always like my river to be rushing. I like a still thing, too. Now, where are the people who are going to discern God when He's being still? Now, where are they? Now, I'm asking you that this morning. I'm asking you, where are you? Where are we when God doesn't move real powerfully? Where are we on that? We have to settle that issue in our hearts. We've got to settle some things about God. If we're going to administrate His spiritual realm, we've got to know when He's blowing, when He's barely moving. Because if you study the Bible, the first time that God ever moved in the Bible was in the second verse of Genesis when it said the Spirit of God hovered, which means fluttered like a little wing of a bird. It was just a barely move. That's the first time the Holy Spirit ever moved according to the Bible. Genesis chapter 1 verse 2. He fluttered a little bit over the face of the earth. Guess what happened over that little flutter? Something big happened. Big things happened on little flutters of God. But God's looking for people who can pick up the little flutter. Instead of the people who can just pick up the mighty Russian wind that happened on the day of Pentecost. Everybody was in on that. I mean, you had, you mean just people who were just flat messed up were in on it. That's the way it's meant to be. We want that. Because we want all the messed up people to get it. But God is looking for people who can take care of the spiritual realm no matter what it's doing. If it's fluttering or if, if it's blowing so hard it'd knock you down. That you're holding on. i got to hold on because I'm going to get blown away. And there's not many people like that, really. But he's saying we need to be able to do that. He wants to teach us how to do that. This is a great verse. I think we've probably prayed this prayer over a lot of people in the last year. It's Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly, above, beyond all that we ask or think. Has anybody had that prayer prayed over them this year? The Lord wants to do above and beyond. That's a great prayer, isn't it? Above and beyond. God's going to do above and beyond what you're thinking. That's right on the money. The, power, the problem was we kind of didn't hang the last part on. At least I didn't. According to the power that works where? within us there's a power in you and I and it's called we, the resurrection power that's the song we got resurrection power flowing in us 
And that's really what God wants. So you see, when you say, well, I don't really feel the river of God right now. This is what God's saying to you. Okay, good. You don't. You're not supposed to because I want the river in you flowing. You're supposed to be releasing the river now instead of depending on it to being manifested outwardly. Are y'all getting this? This is how you have a revival. This is how you take God into the world. Somebody had the word. It was Jackie. Manhole cover. Right? You know how heavy a manhole cover is? It's real heavy. I heard about these prisoners one time that got manhole covers and they were bench pressing them. I thought, those guys have got to be strong, man. They didn't have regular weight, so they got those things and were, had them one night. Somehow they hung them off of these bars and that was their weights. It was real heavy. See, there's just heaviness on people, I think. Christians. They're heavy. They got heavy things that have shut God down inside of them. Or they got heavy theologies or ideologies or all that stuff that's just ridiculous. It's according to the power that works in us. You know, if you stop experiencing it outward, you, you're supposed to experience it inward. You're, we're supposed to be carriers of the Holy Spirit. We're supposed to be carriers of grace. We're supposed to be carriers of mercy. We're supposed to be able to release that. Oh, Lord, the Lord ain't moving this church. Mm, he's moving inside of me. I can release him. I'll release him. He's looking for people like that. Those are people who are going to be the stewards of the spiritual realm. Those are the people who are going to have the spiritual realm, going to see it, feel it, because they will know how to, to release it. If you're not seeing it and feeling it and knowing what he's doing, you, you won't know how to release it. Are y'all hearing this? I saw this guy recently. I was, you know, supposed to be witnessing the people. Part of our assignment for school. I foolishly agreed to do the homework with the students. <laughs> Part of the homework. The, the homework is that one person a week, you need to re- speak to them something spiritual. You know, a word of knowledge, testify to them, lead them to Christ, whatever. Healing. And then that's why when we say at the end, Christ School and Ministry students, you have a, a word. Is we're, that's part of their, we want them to do it in church also so they can learn how to do this in a safe environment. That way if they mess up on you, it doesn't matter. Because you're a strong Christian person. <laughs> you can just tell them, oh, you're just stupid. But I saw on this boy, this, you know, he probably wouldn't consider himself a boy, he's probably 23, 24 years. I saw the word NASCAR written across the side of his face. I saw it. I saw it in the spiritual realm. And I wasn't even trying to really get a word for anybody. I was just going about my business. And I asked him. He was my waiter. I said, you ever thought about NASCAR, man? He looked at me. He said, that's the reason I'm here. I have a hope to get in NASCAR. And I knew right then I had a door open to him. I said, well, I'm going to tell you this. The Lord is going to get you in NASCAR because the Lord loves you and cares about you. And wants you to know that he is got his eye on your life right now. And he just showed me NASCAR to let you know that he's watching over you. Now, I didn't try to lead the guy to the Lord. I don't know if he was saved or not. He just was like, oh, man. I mean, he was really taken back by that. But the reason I was able to do it is because I was able to see into the realm of the Spirit. Okay? And speak to something that was meaningful to his heart. Okay? And that's really what, that's, that's administrating, that's being a steward of the Spirit of God. That's taking care of God's stuff. 
And that's really what God wants us. That's just one example. I'm sure many of you have had these experiences. So, um, I wanted to just... Are y'all okay now? I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do the rest of the message because I really don't feel like I should. And I'm just going to stop there. But I, I, I guess I really want us to really get this. The spiritual realm, the Holy Spirit realm, the kingdom of heaven is our inheritance right now. Today, as a Christian, it is ours. We need to learn how to see it, learn how to hear it, and take care of it. Now, I will tell you this. There's no pressure. You know, this is what Paul said about the spiritual realm. Okay? This will keep you out of striving. This is what he said. I planted, Paul is watered, but God gave the increase. I did what I was supposed to do. That's liberating. I just did what God told me to do. I'm done. You know, if God don't bring increase, well, I'm, I'm not God. I did what God told me to do. I obeyed God. I responded to what, what God was showing me. That's kind of a liberating verse. The Lord gave me that recently when I was in a tight squeeze. And said, Tony, just do what I told you to do. That's all you got to do. Nothing else. Don't worry about how, the outcome of it. Just do what I ask you to do. And if you'll do that, I'll take care of the rest, whether you, like, whether you see it or not. I mean, and that really liberated me. All right. How many people in here were born in the 1970s? Raise your hand. Born in the 1970s. All right. How many people in here were born again in the 1970s? Raise your hand. Born again. All right. Good. That's good. So I want everybody who raised their hand to stand up. Okay? This is important. Now, for people sitting down, this is important for you too. This is what, I had this dream, okay? And this was the dream. I went into the, this house, and it was a house of the 70s. Okay? I just knew that. I knew it was the house of the 70s. And I was sitting in this house on this 70s furniture with some 70s friends, okay? And suddenly, this closet door popped open, and all this stuff from the 70s poured out into the room. And it was really good stuff. I mean, it wasn't crummy stuff. It was good stuff. <laughs> Your 70s furniture? Anyways, the Lord told me that He had hid that stuff in this closet for us today. That's so what He said. I've hid it for you to save it for you for now. Okay, and I think, all right, for me, the 70s were a great time. Number one, I got born again. I graduated from high school. I graduated from college. I started my first career engineering job in the 70s. Plus, I met Becky in the 70s, spent nine, whirlwind nine-month romance, and married her in the 70s. So, I mean, 70s are a windfall for me, man. <laughs> got pregnant with our first child. That was even a better windfall, at least getting there. Okay. Y'all are slow. I'm just messing with you. Anyways, what the Lord was showing, I was asking, well, what does this dream mean? What does it mean? You know, I was just beating my head. And then I had this, the Lord give me this scripture two times from two different people. And this is what it says. It says, Therefore, every scribe who has become a disciple, listen to this, disciple of the kingdom of heaven. Okay? Disciple of the kingdom of heaven. Is like a head of a household who brings out of his treasure things new and old. 
new, there was some revelation in things released in the 70s that got lost, so to speak. Really, God took, just took some of it and hid it. Okay? There were ministries from the 70s that it looked like they came to an end, got shut down, fell apart. Churches, different things that happened. But God has said, no, they're, they're not lost. I hid some of that for you guys. Okay? I had to hide it for you or man was going to mess it up. God's going to release that again. Okay? He's going to release some of the anointing. Now, listen. It is not like going back and trying to live in the 70s again and redo what God did. That's stupid. We don't want to do that. We want to take what was from there spiritually and bring it into the day. You bring the old thing and you bring the new things that God is doing and you put them together. That's what God wants to do now. So what I want people to do who are setting, see, now this is important for all of us. I want you to gather around people who are standing. And I want you to, the people who are setting, because you see, God has no favorites. He wants to release something on all of us. From the set. He wants to bring us into the old things that He saved for us. Okay? And, and also the new things. So when you lay hands on this person and you're going to pray for them, I'm going to pray at first and then you pray for a moment, God's going to begin to at least download for us, I believe. All right, so gather around. Let's just gather around the people right now. We're going to do that. This is exciting to me. Somebody told me this morning God wants to release the first love that many Christians had. Uh, God wants to release the freshness of the Holy Spirit that was being released in the 70s. Music in, in the 70s was so pure. If you remember the music in the 70s, the Christian rock music was all about evangelism. God wants to release all this. Lord, we're just calling out to you right now. Just make sure somebody's got hands laid on everybody. Everybody, let's just stop for a minute. Make sure people are getting touched. Everybody's getting touched by somebody. Lord, we just ask you right now, Lord, we want what you saved for us. We want what you hid for us, Lord. The good things that you hid from the 70s, from what the Holy Spirit was doing then. Lord, I pray for a fresh download right now of those things. Just impart them to us today, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. First love, you know, Lord, just an innocence, Lord, in our hearts, Lord. Mm, Lord, those ministries that were back then that were functioning, that are no longer functioning, the power of those things, Lord, that got cut off, Lord, we want to open those wells back up today, Lord. Just open those wells, old wells that can flow fresh water still. Just release it, Lord. So release it. Release it, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Hallelujah, Lord. Yeah, visitation. Yeah, visitation. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. And Lord, we're also praying right now for the new things you're doing in the earth. Mm. The new things you're doing in the earth, Lord. <clears throat> Y'all listen to me for a second. Let me tell you this. Something the Lord showed me last night. We were over at uh, Jeremy and Lorena's uh, house talking to them. We were sitting at the table. And I was, that verse 
that says the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That verse, I saw that this a real release of the kingdom of heaven is imminent in the church. Do y'all hear me? A real release. I felt like the Lord saying it, this. It's really close. A release of the kingdom of heaven is really closer now. And I, I begin to think about people who've gone before us, who've really paved the way for us, who've really paved the way and paid a price. You know, they, they have preached a kingdom message. And what the kingdom message, you know, what they knew it, the revelation, they went and they released something. They paved the way. And the Lord was saying, they paved the way, but He's fixing to really release it. And, and I believe he's talking about the mirac- miraculous power of the kingdom of heaven is really close to us right now. And God really wants to l- release it in the earth. It's close. And God really wants to encourage us. It's right here. It's, it's, there's fixing to be a breakthrough in the earth. And you saw that? When did you see it? You see it last night? Yeah. Breakthrough. Lord, we pray for that breakthrough of the kingdom of heaven to come into the earth realm. Lord, not just a one or two people, but a bunch of people. And Lord, we want you to teach us how to be stewards of the kingdom. All right, listen to this. Anybody from Christ School of Ministry, raise your hand if you got a word. All right, Pam, come here and get it. Now listen, here's the rule. Matthew, tell them the rule about giving words. No preaching, no theologizing. So if anybody, it doesn't have to just be CSM, but anybody else that's got a word of knowledge, just wants you to come and share the word briefly. We don't want a big sermon or what it is. Come and share the word. Then we're going to pray for people. Um, I just, I want to pray for, if there's a couple here that maybe is um, wanting to have a baby, you know, that that's not able to. I want to pray for you. Pam, what you got? Uh, the word I have is from Isaiah, um, Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement for our peace. That word peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. And also, he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, and as sheep before its shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. And I just felt like the Lord was saying that um, this atonement that Christ provided on the cross is available and the Lord wants to give it to us and also that there are some this is for physical healing Um, this is also for uh, the soul realm I feel like the Lord there's people that may be oppressed going through oppression from the enemy and um, God said that He's, he took all this for you, and He wants to give you this peace and deliverance. Okay, so atonement. You know, if you're here today and you've never stepped into this spiritual reality, it's just very simple. Jesus said, just change your mind. Repent. 
acknowledge your sins and you can be born again. So if you need to be born again here today of the Spirit, this is the time as as people are mulling around, if you come up here, tell come up here and grab me and uh, we'll pray. You can step by faith into that. So also included in that time is salvation and healing. Anybody get a healing word of knowledge up here? Anybody got a healing thing? Either one of you? Okay, what you got, bud? Well, well, when Pastor started to preach, um, the Lord brought to mind a, a saying that we've all probably heard at one time or another. But I'll give you the precedence that God showed me in the Bible for it first. Be in the world, but not of it. And that saying is, he was so heavenly minded, he was no earthly good. Well, the new revelation on that that God showed me is, if we really are that heavenly minded, we aren't any good to the world, and Satan isn't going to want us to have us around, and I think that's where the conflict comes in. But also, when we go someplace, if we're that heavenly minded, then we, as Bill Johnson was saying, produce that heavenly environment in that area that we're standing. So, I, for me, want to be so heavenly minded, I'm no earthly good. So, heavenly mindset, Buzz is going to pray for you. Anybody else? Okay, so, okay, Mary. Um, I got earlier in the week something about a murderous spirit. Um, if you have an anger issue and, and the word that just came out, I just want to kill them. It was a vision that I had. So I just wanted to pray for whoever's struggling with anger or murderous spirit. Anger, rage. Yes, have something real quick? Near the end of praise and worship, I heard the Lord say this. He often said things in rhymes. He said... We come up, he comes down. We meet on common ground. All right, so again, heavenly mindset. So just invite you to receive prayer this morning if any of those words happen to apply to you. And uh, God bless you. Go with you. There is someone here that's struggling with shame. Mm -hmm. Shame in their heart. And the Lord showed me that when Jesus looked to the cross and it says that that He endured the cross despising that He didn't think anything of the shame that was connected with it. And it was terrible shame connected with it. So that He could bear our shame. You could be set free from shame and resentment because Jesus bore His cross because He suffered in our place. And He'll heal you of that. And then it says that, and He looked at the joy before Him. You see, if you don't have joy in your life, it's be, sometimes it's because you have this shame in your heart. You feel ashamed. Maybe you're living a double life. Maybe that's what it is. You're trying to be a Christian and try to live in the world too. And this shame on your heart, just you feel it. You don't have any joy of the Lord. When the, I just want to pray for you. That's part of that atonement, you know. It's in the atonement, that freedom. So, amen. You can be dismissed or come on up for prayer. And uh, just, Lord bless you today.